Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Eye Test. Bob and Paul are no longer with us. No, I'm just kidding. They're on vacation. Uh, Lucky them. I am all by myself. It is you, me, and a bunch of NFC teams that we got to do some some John's predictions here. We got to predict where each team is going to finish in their respective division. We can't wait. We got some hot, hot takes coming your way. So keep an eye down on the ticker there if you're watching on YouTube for a little tease of what I'm about to be going over. Uh, but first, we want to congratulate our Bijan jersey giveaway winner today. We picked them out. It is Game T Changer. Game T Changer, please go ahead, shout us out once you get the jersey. It should be shipping this week. Uh, let's go ahead and get started here with the NFC North, ladies and gentlemen. And this one is going to be the probably the hardest division in the NFC to predict. That and the NFC South but for opposite reasons. NFC North, all these teams are pretty good uh, or are projected to be pretty good. And NFC South, they're projected to be mediocre at best uh, besides maybe the Saints. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's start off with the divisional winner. First time in a while, the Detroit Lions. I have them going 10-7 and this year. I just think that with the additions that they made in the offseason to their defense, they went and got Jameer Gibbs, so their running game is going to be so much better. Um, even though it was pretty good last year with uh, Jamal Williams, I think that with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery even for the goal line touches, I think that it's just going to be very dominant. We're going to see some big home run plays in the running game versus what they had last year, which was just like, you know, one-yard rushing touchdowns with Williams. Uh, so I do have the Lions going 10-7 and seven this year. I got the Bears. They're going to be competing hard with the Lions. Now, this is definitely the hottest take. I'm probably going to get the most crap for this one. But I'm slowly starting to believe in Justin Fields. I mean, I, I know not to fall for the preseason hype, but the first play, they're going to do a screen with DJ Moore, their, their most popular uh, recent acquisition this offseason, and he takes it to the house for, what, like 80 yards? I mean, I just thought that that was so cool. That's not the reason that I have them going 9-8. and eight. I dove into their schedules. I think they're going to probably split the, some games, split one game with the Lions. I think that they can beat the Vikings twice. I'm just not that high on the Vikings, which is why I have them not even going 500 this year. They lost some key players on defense. Kirk Cousins, he's not. He's not a game winner. And they're going to have a pretty tough schedule this year. And I understand that they have Jetta, but they lost Alvin Cook, who did help out with some of their touchdown volume last year. I mean, we really have to rely on Alexander Madison and Dwayne McBride to carry this team. I just don't think that they're going to have much of a rushing attack. And I think that's really going to affect them because teams are really going to be able to dial in on putting the blitz on Kirk Cousins, who... Let's be honest, he's not escaping many uh, 300-pound defenders rushing after him. 
And they're going to continue to double Justin Jefferson. You got a rookie Addison that you have to worry about. T-Hawk, I get that. Their offense, their offensive pass catching weapons are good, but I don't think they're good enough to, you know, get them to a 500 record. And then this is the tough one. The Packers going seven and 10. I don't want to do it. I, I'm not super low on Jordan Love, but I am projecting him to have um, a slower start to the season, which is probably going to play a big part in their overall record here at seven and 10, finishing in fourth place. Again, this is a tough one to predict, but this is what I'm going to go with Lions, Bears, Vikings, Packers. Let us know down in the comments what you think about that one. Let's head on over to the NFC East here. The first repeat champion since 2005, the Philadelphia Eagles go 13 and four. Guys, they're they're still so dominant. Who cares about strength of schedule when you're a top two team in the league and you're a number one team in the NFC? They're going to win a lot of games. And they have a better rushing attack. I, they're going to have the craziest committee. If everyone stays healthy between Swift, Penny, Gainwell is apparently Kenny Gainwell is apparently taking first team reps, like has the most first team reps out of any of these running backs. Who would have thought that we'd be saying that this guy's going like undrafted in most redraft leagues. Talk about a late round flyer, Kenny Gainwell, everybody. And then of course you got the giant killer Boston Scott back there too. So, you know, he's good for two games of getting some touchdown volume. You still got Jalen Hurts, runner-up MVP, Devontae Smith, a healthy Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown. Second year with A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts. They were amazing their first year. And their defensive line is looking great. And I understand preseason. This is really what I'm going off of, guys. But, I mean, Jalen Carter, come on. You see how he looked in that Ravens preseason game? It was like the first play of the game. Disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, Dallas Cowboys going 12-5. and five. Yes, the Cowboys will be good this year, but not as good as the Eagles. I'm not a big fan of Dak Prescott this year. I mean, he, granted, dealt with the injuries last year, so he didn't have a full season to maybe shake out of the slump that he was in, but led the league in interceptions and played like 12 games, just like a average of 1.3 interceptions or whatever it is. I mean, that's just, it's so bad. Um, they did add Brandon cooks. That's great. I do think that their passing attack is going to look pretty well, um, or pretty good with, um, Jake Ferguson. Maybe he seems to be like a possible breakout tight end. You got CD lamb and Brandon cooks. Uh, but we have to rely on Tony Pollard for a whole season. Can we do that? I I honestly don't think so. At his age, 27, I don't think that you're going to see 16, 17 games out of Tony Pollard. Um, I'd be happy if I owned him and he got 12, uh, which depending on when he chooses not to be available, um, that could be detrimental to your fantasy team, considering that he is going in the second round of most PPR leagues. But let's be honest. If Pollard is healthy, he's going to be the workhorse and he's going to be good, which is the reason I have them at 12 and five. And then let's just not forget about Micah Parsons, just absolutely destroying offenses um, as probably the best linebacker in the league. Giants, they're going to do a little worse than last year. I think this is the year, um, you know, I think they're going to realize that, uh, yeah, we probably should have extended Saquon 
and not Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I do think Daniel Jones is a great late-round flyer. Don't get me wrong. I mean, not even really late rounds. He, he could go in the eighth or ninth round. Uh, he's a good quarterback, too, on your redraft team because of his rushing upside. But is he really going to win you games? I don't think so. And they just don't have receivers yet. Darren Waller is your best receiver. We have to rely on him being healthy, which, again, let's do that for for sake of these predictions. Uh, and I still have them going 7 and 10. I mean, I'm pretty sure any team can double-team Darren Waller if they have to. And then the Commanders. Commanders did decent last year. I think they were like one game under 500 or two games under 500. They're going to absolutely suck this year. Um, go look at their schedule. It is not easy. I'll, 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 I'll list out their schedule here for you. Check this out. All right. So, Arizona, Denver, Buffalo, Philly. I think they 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 could beat Arizona for sure. Um, but it's gonna that could really be a, a crapshoot right there. But I do have them uh, losing to Denver, Buffalo, Philly. I have them losing to Chicago the next week. Falcons. That's going to be close. Giants. They'll lose to the Giants. They'll lose to the Eagles again. They're they're not splitting a series with the Eagles this year. Last year the Commanders beat the Eagles because the Eagles lost that game. Uh, then they got the Patriots. I think they're going to lose that too. Seahawks, Giants, Dallas, Miami. I mean, so many losing streaks. It's going to be very hard. Even if they have an easy game like against New England. I mean, they get the New England game after they lose, what, five in a row? Denver, Buffalo, Philly, Chicago, Atlanta, Giants, Philly. And then they have to play New York, uh, New England. I mean, that's not easy to do, be on a seven-game losing streak. and. Uh, just win, but who knows? It's also later in the season. That's week nine for the Patriots. I feel like Bill Belichick, uh, it's in New England. So I got them losing to New England there. The Seattle Giants, Dallas, Miami. Then they have their a late bye week. Then they got the Rams, who they could beat. They got the Jets, who they're not going to beat. The Niners, and then they finish off with the Dallas. I mean, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, if, if I were to pick these two games that they're going to win, it would be Arizona and then one of the Patriots or maybe maybe the Giants. So at best they're going three and fourteen. They're not gonna they're not gonna do well. All right, let's head on over to the NFC South. This is gonna be a fun one to predict. Lots of high hopes, and I think a lot of people think that the Buccaneers are gonna be in last. Um and I have them having the same record as my predicted last place. Um because of divisional tiebreaker there. But I got the Saints coming in at 10 and 7, the Falcons 8 and 9, the Bucks 5 and 12, and the Panthers 5 and 12 with the Bucks uh beating the Panthers twice. That's as I say that out loud, that sounds a little bit crazy, but I I just think that the Bucks are a more experienced team here. The Panthers are young in their quarterback. You know, and Bryce Young could very well be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I get that. But I do like the receiving options on the Buccaneers more. And I think that their defense is better, too, in Tampa Bay. Let's not worry about the bottom feeders here. Let's get into the top two teams, the Saints and the Falcons. Saints going 10 and 7. I mean, I think that Derek Carr being the new leader on that team is going to help them win more games. I mean, it's not like he's known for game winning drives, but 
with Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, um, a healthy Kamara, you know, or, or a better Kamara, a better version of Kamara than last year. I mean, it's a pretty deadly team. And let's not forget about sleeper tight end Juwan Johnson. Ooh. But also the Saints defense, I, I like more than the Falcons here. Falcons going eight and nine. Uh, they could go nine and eight. Uh, I got them going eight and nine. I think that they're going to have a rougher start to the season just because of the new offense. I mean, they got to mix Bijan and Tyler Algier. How are they going to do that? I mean, granted, it's going to be Bijan. I don't. I think Bijan's the least of my worries. It's mainly the quarterback situation. Are they? Is it going to be a QB carousel team? It very well could. Um, and because of that, I think that that's going to screw up, you know, the the first half of their season, similar to the Steelers last year with uh, Trubisky and Pickett. You know, that, that first start of the year was just a rocky. They didn't really know what type of offense they had. Um, so I think the Falcons is going to be a lot of um, a lot of Bijan, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London, I guess. I mean, that's really all they got. Um, and are they really going to be putting up 30 points a game to win a division? Because I, I would say that's that's kind of what you got to do. Maybe not against this division. But I think the Saints are just going to be putting up more points this year than the Falcons. So I am going to go Saints 10 and 7, Falcons 8 and 9, Bucks 5 and 12, Panthers 5 and 12. All right. The NFC West used to be one of the best divisions in football. It is starting to weaken thanks to the Kyler Murray injury. And the Rams are just a little, they, they don't have it for me. I mean, they got Matt Stafford and Cup. That's a great start. We're expecting Cam Akers to have a uh, breakout season, but let's let's prove that that's the case. Um, I, I am high on Cam Akers in terms of fantasy because he's falling in like the fifth or sixth round, somewhere between four and six. I, I think closer to four actually now, which does make sense. I would take him at four. He's going to get that volume, even though they're probably going to be behind in a lot of games. Let's not let game script be a reason that we don't draft somebody if you're guaranteed 15 touches and you're a good running back, you're going to score a touchdown. You're going to get your yards. Um, but the real the real kicker here is Seahawks winning the NFC West, going 11 and 6. I'm just high on them. And it's not, it's not, I think it's the additions of Charbonnet to just be a multi weapon attack in that rushing game. I mean, Kenny Walker and Charbonnet, that, that sounds very deadly to me. Charbonnet got, um, I think he ran like four four pass routes in the preseason game this uh, last week, and I think he caught one ball. But he he was he was targeted in in twenty five percent of the routes. I mean that's that he's running. That's pretty nice. Um, so I like the rushing attack for the Seahawks. I also like their defense. I mean their defensive backs are great. Quite the surprise too. I mean last year no one thought that that um, the Seahawks were going to do anything under Geno Smith and their, their rookie defenders there. But the main reason that I have the Seahawks winning is, is mainly because I have the 49ers not winning. I, I am not high on the 49ers at all. As you can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see on the ticker below Brock Purdy. He's, he's going to start week one. Trey Lance did not look good at all in the preseason. Everyone is blaming the offensive line. You can't do that here. You, we can't keep dishing out excuses for Trey Lance. Um, if he was a good, we've seen plenty of good quarterbacks escape with horrible offensive lines. 
like Russell Wilson. Um, Kyler Murray, I guess. I mean, their offensive line isn't anything special. But that's the main reason I have the 49ers. I still think they're going to have a winning season. I got them going 10 and 7. I mean, you got CMC. You got Brandon Ayuk. You got George Kittle. That's pretty good. If Brock Purdy can just do his job and be a, a game manager, I think that they can go. Their defense would be very responsible for them winning those 10 games for sure. Uh, and I do think that the Niners defense is better than Seahawks, but it's an offensive league now. And that's why I have the Seahawks going 11 and six. All right, let's do a quick review here. Um, NFC North, I got the Lions taking it with the Packers coming in last. Oof, I'm going to get a lot of crap for that one. NFC East, I think a lot of people are going to agree with this one. I'm sure there's going to be some stupid Cowboy fans that think that the Cowboys are going to win. It's, I understand it sounds like my bias is coming into play, but I mean, it's, it's not biased if it's a fact. The Eagles are better than the Cowboys. Commanders are going to absolutely suck. Saints taking the NFC South with the Panthers and the Bucks being the, the bottom tier teams there. And then NFC West, Seahawks taking the divisional champs. That's going to be crazy. This is going to be a, a, a pretty, pretty tough division between the Seahawks and the 49ers. They're going to be going neck and neck all season. I cannot wait. Well, guys, that does it for John's predictions here. We did the NFC teams. When are we going to do the AFC teams? I don't know. We need Bob and Paul to go on more vacations here. But if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Go ahead, like this video, share it with your friends. Let us know down in the comments where you think I'm right, where you think I'm wrong. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, we greatly appreciate that. Go ahead, give us a five-star review. It's, it's really all we got for our chance to grow here. And we are growing it has been an excellent journey in the 11 months that we've been doing that. We appreciate everyone, and we will see you next week. And by that'll be a day before our fantasy draft. Oh, man. We're going to have to do a mock, right? We have to do a mock. We have to do a mock. Oh, man. Or maybe we, maybe we don't because I don't want Paul and Bob to see my, my final mocks. All right. We'll see you next week. We'll do something cool. Peace. <laughs>